welcome to Blind Guys Chat, where this guy, Oren O'Neill. Hello. And this guy, Jan Bloom. Hello. And this guy, Stuart Lawler. Hello. Talk about the A to Z of life. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. You are very welcome to episode number 82 of Blind Guys Chat. Thank you very much for joining us. You join us on a week where a man has just come off a plane, almost literally. Yambo. Do you recognize this expression? Yambo. 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 How did we say it to, uh, to um, Maddie or to, to, yeah, uh, to yeah, Raddy? Yeah, Raddy. Yeah, la, 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 I think yeah. You, you, yeah, because the Kilimanjaro, yeah. I Yambo. did not, I, I was not able to climb it, you know, I had no, no, uh, you no should have given it a try. The lads would have given you hands, they're lovely <laughs> lads. Well, because the giraffes won't give you a help. Yeah, but they were busy, you know. They were busy helping others, you know. But uh, they haven't uh, gotten over helping me yet. They're still <laughs> traumatized from the experience. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! So, yeah, come yeah, here. Yeah. You just returned from Nairobi. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, this morning. Just, this morning. This morning. We were, yeah, yeah. We had the night flight back, and it was uh, it was great. We had a good conference. All Africans. Uh, um, or not all Africans, there's too much. You honor. met all the Africans. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> impossible to say. Plenty you know. of room. Come on <laughs> yeah, in. They were queuing, they were queuing <laughs> up to me, yeah. yeah. No, in a way, there was, yeah. yeah. No, but but I, then you feel like Mr. Christmas Man or, or Santa Claus, you know, <laughs> that you meet everyone, you know, from the whole world. <laughs> that is something else. No, but but it was nice. You, uh, for sure, uh, um, meet old, uh, old friends because I was also in 2007 in... In Nairobi, and for the same conference, and um, uh, I could really see also, well, two changes or or, or differences, and they they were in the positive mode. Yeah. One was uh, that um, when we we're talking 2007, of course, uh, in those days, Freedom Scientific, I was uh, talking about Jaws, etc. You know. And uh, then you, uh, oh, Jaws, what is this, you know? And the Braille display, oh, I've never seen that one, you know? Oh, oh, let me touch it. And and a, a scanning and reading machine. Uh, and, oh, mm. this magnifier is the, oh, what can, oh, never seen it, you know? But, uh, uh, you know, what we uh, encountered, what, uh, what I observed last, uh, last week, it was not only, uh, you know, what kind of assistive technology, uh, have, what is it or whatever, but, uh, you know, uh, it is there. It is uh, proven uh, to be very um, uh, valuable, and it is a need for us that we need to have it. And uh, when can we get it? And how? And do and that? And so uh, that that is the the change. You know, it was. Have, have they have they access, Jan, to all the the technology nah. bits that we have nah. over here? I suppose. In in the, no no yeah. In a way, if you have money, yeah, you can do. But mm. yeah, um, uh, what we all know, uh, uh, yeah, from even our countries uh, in Europe, that money is always a problem, and especially in Africa, where there is not a, a, a proper government or a situation for education, there is funding. Yeah, the, the World Bank is doing, and 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 there are donations, and there are a lot of NGOs working on that, etc. But is it effective? Yeah, probably for the lucky ones. And we are running nice projects, but it's it is you know it, you cannot uh, depend on NGOs and 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 fundings you know short term thinking no it is a long term uh, process you know and that is uh, but it it will come in the end but for how long I don't know I so don't where know. is the mo- most of the funding coming from now so to to buy these uh, to to buy braille displays etc. Nah, that, Who, that, 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 
Nou ja, generally, uh, I would say, uh, all kind of personal initiatives besides then also UNICEF, World Bank and uh, USAID and also um, from um, local initiatives from low vision uh, and, and blind institutes like for instance what I here in the Netherlands we have uh, an uh, institute that's uh, Visio International and they uh, do nice projects in, the, in, in Africa and they even uh, have budget secured for, uh, uh, to, to, to get assistive technologies uh, in uh, universities for example. But yeah, they cannot give them one-on-one, -on -one, uh, yeah. so they create resource rooms where uh, where they can share, you know, uh, um, uh, desktop video magnifiers or a scanning and reading device or a braille display. And then if they need it, they go to that room, pick it up, and then they bring it back. And and that's how it how it's you. And that is already a big big advantage and a big step in the good direction. But yeah, it is not enough, you know, because they can only do one or two or three universities of sometimes 100 or, or, or 500 universities uh, in, a, in a country, you know. And I suppose there will always be more need than the, than yeah. the technology can meet, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then, but Jan, what are, the, what, are the, what are the employment prospects? Because people no, getting education was, is one thing. No, that was also a, a good that you, there were also nice uh, presentations about that topic. And then you see what, what I um, observe there is exactly the, the same thing we have the, here in Europe and in the US. Um, that it's all, um, you know, people, um, or you have, you can divide the visually impaired people, and now I'm generalizing in, in, in two categories. People who want a job and people who think that they can do a job, you know. And uh, the people who want a job, they are active, uh, learn their skills or get uh, the skills and, uh, and they are uh, act proactive. Then you have also a big group and that's really the uh, majority. They sit and, uh, and, and they wait in a way, you know, they, 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 they want to have a job. Yeah, but yeah, but it needs to fit in their timeline and their budget, etc. you know. And that is in Africa as well, you know, but but and then you have the, the category of employees or 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 the government and also uh, 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 employers. Um, yeah, they are scared of hiring blind people, you know, that is. Uh, yeah. So they are thinking of uh, of a, um, a, a a number of uh, of a, per, per, a percentage, you know, five percent of the employees, they need to be uh, inclusive, etc. Is that more the case in Africa, Jan, where maybe culturally blindness might still be seen obviously i know people there you, you get yeah. some of that stigma here but i wonder is there even more of it in no of course Africa? you're right or right but but besides that uh, you you still suffer from that but uh, we have uh, overcome that uh, that i think uh, in the, the a lot of cases we have overcome that but still that is true and then uh, yeah the companies need to also uh, overcome that and they uh, uh, need to employ people and then yeah they need to accept also the the, the special software hey, what you also uh, have observed uh, both hey, uh, your company need to accept that that your uh, jaws uh, uh, may be installed you know yeah and just when you mention about kind of jobs and numbers and employment i was having a conversation with someone during the week and i've had this conversation with other people in the past but it's probably worth putting it out on the show to just get any comments and we were talking about percentages of blind people of working age yeah. who are not working. And I think every nationality puts out its own figures. In Ireland, they use the figure of 75%. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think in the UK, something similar, and maybe in the Netherlands, I'm not sure, but they yeah. say 75% of working blind or visually impaired people, people of working age who could work are not working. And, yeah. and I was saying to someone during the week, and I've said it before, that these figures need to be actually taken apart a bit more because there are people who have some additional uh, challenges, let's say, that are not linked to their vision impairment, but that may be more prominent. That would mean that even if they were fully sighted, they still they wouldn't be able work. to work. So can we can we have a, I suppose what I was trying to say is, can we have a conversation about the stats and break them down a bit more? And I think you might get somewhere, somewhere a figure of around 50%, which is still high, but it's nowhere as high as 75. No. You might even get less than 50%. Yeah. And I'd love somebody to take on to do that research because actually it's really important. Yeah. And to to go off and, and just get that because you can extract more data from the census, which is where they get all these figures from. And if people if people have filled in a census, of course, and said that, for example, no, teach, that they're just visually impaired, then let's get yeah. those figures and compare them to the figures that maybe we use in blindness organizations across the world. Anyway, it's my pet peeve. Yeah. You're only going to be able to put that kind of in the in the uh, census to get a, a, a true figure, I think, Stuart, aren't you? And, and have a deliberate question, you know, do you, you know, are you, do, are you blind? Are you, do you consider yourself blind or visually impaired or low vision or whatever way you mm. want to put it? Mm. Uh, or do you have, you know, other uh, disabilities that are more, as you say, more prominent? And that would yeah. be the way to kind of weed it out and see actually how many people yeah. are employed. And I just think that that piece of research hasn't been done yet. So if yeah, we can get no. that done and then revisit the stats, yeah, we might yeah, find we might yeah. have a more interesting conversation. And that is not not yet been done. Also, they are not at that stage in Africa yet. I heard that they have a percentage of 65, you know, that was unemployed. Well, I was thinking, you know, is that really true? But yeah, there, there are too little, they have too little data for that. And, and you know, it is, but what I, uh, what I observed, you know, from 2007 to 2023, they made already this big step forward. And yeah, how many years is that? You know, that's already long. And uh, so, so, and now, yeah, uh, they know 16, about yeah. the, the technique and, and, um, and they know about the quality and they observe and they know about all the companies and, and, and they know where to, where to get it. But yeah, is it affordable? You know, that is the whole question, you know. Mm. But it's not the, isn't that going to be the case all over, though? Yeah. But maybe it makes it more prevalent yeah. in places like Africa where people... Uh, as you say, people are not may not be working and may not be able to afford to buy some of these uh, technolo technologies Absolutely themselves true. and have to rely on NGOs or, or, or yeah. good, good Samaritans who maybe you know philanthropy or whatever. Like, but I think it's to me it's still kind of that's that same old kind of nutshell that we're trying to break, which is that assistive technology equipment in general yeah. is too expensive to begin with. So yeah. how are you mm. gonna how are you gonna drop it down to 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 even you know to be more uh, affordable in in the develop not the develop sorry in the developed no, countries I, I, but also in the developing countries. That's uh, true, Ronald, but, 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 but I want to also emphasize the fact here in in Europe it is also too expensive for me personal or or, or me I, too. I, yeah. in a yeah. way. Yeah. And we are lucky that our social security system is securing it for us. You know, yeah. in a way, yeah. with government, health insurance companies, etc. So um, I think we it is also not fair to say that we need to come down with pricing and etc. You know. 
know, because uh, of course it is expensive, but it is also not so mainstream that you can really minimize all those costs in it, a way. It's expensive to develop. Yeah. I mean, it requires specialisms to support it. Exactly. As well, it? Exactly. So, so, yeah. so, but but the government need to realize, uh, the, you know, why it, they, they are really into in inclusive education. They thought it was a really an, a, an, a really a, a cost-saving project for them because they could get rid of all the special schools, and then they could see ah all the all the visually impaired and all the disabled people they can be uh, on the mainstream schools, yeah without any extra cost. Well, that is not the case, of course, you know, no. because you need to uh, enable them with all kind of uh, uh, the special needs and uh, and a deaf person needs other stuff than a visually impaired person uh, a, a person in a wheelchair uh, does also require uh, other uh, other circumstances and uh, and uh, and policies and and conditions and that is yeah they are well of course step one was uh, a, a one was easy but to step two, that is uh, a little bit complicated and step three is not even uh, to be thought of, you know. So they need to realize that it is, uh, yeah, an, an hard work and, and it costs money. Well, you see with Orbit Reader, for example, you know, they started with an affordable braille display. Well, they, they were initially co uh, targeted at uh, $400 and now the, the, the price is 830 for the same device. Stuart has plenty of money. He could he could put loads of <laughs> into research. For this. But it's not actually. You try paying six staff every day. Really? They're, they're you pay those staff? I've uh, I've heard you only pay one and a half of them. Uh, My butler is just. Oh, why are you going home now? It's only half eight on a Sunday night. Stay here and get me a beer. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, you had a lovely trip in, in tonight to Nairobi, yeah. and you enjoyed now, it. Yeah, uh, don't get me wrong. It is already a big step forward. Then eh, that they realise that. Oh, I think it it's is, a huge step forward that they know more I think now it is than really they did in two thousand. And also, yeah. yeah, and also the other uh, uh, what I observed is that in in twenty oh seven there were um, the 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 balance of white and black people. Well, uh, I'm I'm not politically correct saying this of course eh? but you know what i mean yeah uh, and now uh, th then the, the balance was totally outrageous there were too many uh, yeah white people and now we were in the minority really really good it good. was actually yeah that i the empowering of of the african people is so well going on in the in the right direction it is super yeah. it's, it's really great good. to see it's great yeah. to, it's great to hear that yeah okay yeah. Well, so um, that was really yeah. too observe, and then yeah, uh, guys, um, I was invited uh, to go on safari. No way! Yeah, and, and then in Nairobi, you think that you are far away, yeah, a big city, but our we had a, we had, it was a bad thing. We need to wake up at five thirty in the morning, and then uh, we were had a pickup at six o'clock in the morning, and then after fifteen minutes, we were in the national park of. Nairobi and after a registration of the vehicle etc our vehicle had an open roof uh -oh. and a four-wheel drive and uh, a guide and was also a driver and then I we went. Hope there was a driver. Yeah, uh, uh, the and was the weather nice, Jan? For for an open roof, was, 30 it, was the degrees. weather? It was oh, thirty degrees. Wow. Uh, in daytime. What? In morning time was a little bit chilly, you know. It's <laughs> a little bit yeah. safe, but that's normal. And then we went. And guys, do you know what is the big four in Africa? The big four. No, no, no. 
Now the big four is always what they say when you go on safari, then you need to meet the the or, or to see the big four. Tiger. And the big four. No, I lion, have, the one is the lion. Yeah, yeah, correct. Do you know what number two is? Rhinoceros. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The rhinos. Yeah, yeah, correct. Oh. Uh, and number three. Elephant. Uh, elephant. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And number Puma. four. No, not the pure. No, uh, no. Yeah, it's a nice animal, but it is not a, 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 a ring, a ranked uh, or ranked uh, in the uh, in the top five. Orangutan? No. 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 We said elephant. We said giraffe. I wouldn't do well on It it, it starts with a bee, and it is a huge animal. A Bal bee. Bee. A bee. A bee. A buff, bu oh, buffalo. buffalo. Yes, yes, ah. buffalo. That's number four. Wow! Goodness. And number five, it is hard to hard to spot, hard to spot, because it is in 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 the high savanna grass. You'd hardly see it. It starts with oh. an L. We'd be useless on a table quiz. No, <laughs> yeah. the the, oh, the llama. No, oh, no, the... no, 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 not the llama. Right, spitting on you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Really right, good. Okay. No, no, I, but the leopard. I, leopard. Never heard of it. What's a leopard? Oh, it, but but that is that is really um, uh, yeah. In, in in Dutch we call uh, well, to our Dutch listener the leopard, but it is a kind of hyena or you know the uh, oh, a, a hyena. hyena. Oh, yeah, no, 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 uh, not no. a hyena. Oh. That's also possible. But the leopard, uh, that is really, um, yeah, also a, a cat, a kind of a type of animal. And it was, uh, that's really a hunting animal also. So and how many is really... before that you see? Sorry? How many oh, oh, before did you um, see? Yeah, we, we saw all the five, but, uh, apart of the elephant. Ah, oh, so you have yeah. to go back. To get a look at the elephants there next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you yeah, saw, yeah, you yeah, saw yeah, a lion yeah. and you saw. Uh, yeah, and 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 you, uh, we saw a very beautiful uh, situation with the lion. Uh, we saw a couple, of male and a female. Oh really? And they were doing the honeymoon. They're having date night. They, they were doing the thing. They were they were <laughs> yeah. making little, little lines in a couple of months. Okay. And and then it's a little bit you know privacy that is not an issue there because <laughs> there were there were six trucks you know standing there oh, with uh, oh. engine offs on two meter two meter a distance from the couple. <laughs> wow! And they were doing the thing. Yeah, oh, they were so. It's a, oh, you know, it is so. Yeah. So that is, uh, I felt also, you know, I am in a zoo, you know, <laughs> because this is so so stupid. But you are not allowed to go out, of course, because yeah, when you are um, staying indoors and you don't, because we had only open roof, so you could not get your hands out. Or You're not allowed to touch them, obviously. No. No, no, no. that was a disappointment. That was disappointing. <laughs> I, I wanted to, you know, touch, uh, especially yeah, yeah, the yeah. buffalo. Yeah. Etc. You know that was ah uh, oh yeah, but it was good. And then we saw zebras, giraffes, um, uh, crocodile, even and uh, gazelles and uh, antelopes. That's also what uh, we had. So, so it was good. Yeah, and I think I think some of our listeners are going to want to go with you on your next trip. No, to, uh, to be honest, it is also in quite um, um, easy because uh, you only need to have from the hotel, uh, and that the hotel was uh, uh, fifteen minutes from the airport. And then the the the, uh, the 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 national park was 15 minutes from the uh, from the hotel, so a half an hour from the airport, and then you are uh, then you are able to meet up with uh, the big five. So that is incredible. Wow. Yeah. Maybe that should be our next podcast. Blind blind guys do big game. 
Yeah, go on survive. <laughs> like, yeah, blind guys yeah, are the ooh. big five. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Coming back to home for a sec. Because, oh, uh, you know, the rest of us, I know Tell Jan, me more, Jan, yeah. Jan enjoys traveling all around meeting antelopes. The rest <laughs> oh, of us yeah, didn't. Yeah. But um, you yeah, they were, were running saying away to from us, me. You were saying to us all fair that you've had some, I suppose, I could only describe it as yeah. di- uh, challenging situations and, and more sort of um, societal situations, I think. Not just yeah, and it's, it's, it's interesting because Clodagh has a, not, a, not an exact experience that, that I had, which I'm going to tell you about now, but she had an experience over the weekend. And I'm just wondering, in society, have we, have we in general become much ruder to people? Mm-hmm. Um, oh. But anyway, here's what happened to me, and I and I kind of wanted to talk to you about to you all about this for a while, but it's because this happened some weeks ago, and I really would we really would appreciate any stories or any incidents that that's, that are similar to what I'm just about to, to tell you. I was recently uh, going home uh, and had ordered a taxi. Oh, and so this is about taxis. Uh, ah. So I was going home. I'd ordered a taxi. Taxi about. I ordered a taxi about three hours before it was due. Uh, taxi arrived. I got a call from the driver. Now this was on the uh, the night uh, or the day, should I say, Stuart, of Storm Agnes. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, so he needed a taxi. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I needed a taxi for it to get home for Storm mm-hmm. Agnes. So myself and Larry went out, and uh, I said to the driver that I wouldn't be able to see him that I was blind, but I'd be the guy with the guide dog and could yeah. he come and see me? And he said, yeah, yeah, no problem. Oh, So we went out of the building I work in and out onto the path and I was kind of waiting on somebody to hear a shout, you know, I'm over here or I'm coming to you or whatever. Nothing was yeah. happening. Nothing was you, happening. So I was you. standing there for quite a few minutes, you know, maybe three, four minutes. And it was windy and, and windy nice. and rainy and we were both, yeah. Larry and I were both getting soaked and uh, nothing was <laughs> happening. So I tried to call the driver on the phone uh, but couldn't get through to, to him. So I rang the taxi company, the main uh, number for the taxi company and I said, look, I'm standing out here in the rain uh, with my guide dog. The taxi said he's here. He hasn't come to me. Can you tell him I'm here? And uh, they said, no, we can do better now. I'll put you straight through. I said, great. That's great. Okay. And I stood there again for about another five or six minutes with nothing happening. And eventually... The, so did like, you talk to the driver? Did you talk to the driver? Nope. Are we so, just on the so line, just waiting? Just, just on the line, waiting, was waiting the, was to there any, either was talk there any to the driver or just, talk to the no, like nothing, nothing, just nothing, nothing, no, nothing, keep me on, no snacks, <laughs> nothing. Uh, <laughs> so no no communication with the driver at this stage, up to, up to this point. And the guy on the, uh, the dispatch uh, office uh, came back to me and said, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, but that driver has gone away now and uh, ah. he's left you and he says your dog is too big. Uh, what? And I said, what? And he said, what? yeah, your dog is too big to fit in his car. If uh, you would say said, he's too wet, then I can understand. So yeah, I said, well, my dog's not too big. He can curl up in a car. It doesn't matter. And, and the, the guy said, yeah, but you need a wheelchair taxi. And I said, well, I don't need a wheelchair taxi. I said, I, I, I sometimes I get a wheelchair taxi. There are wheelchair taxis that come and Larry will we'll get in the back where the wheelchair goes sometimes but other times he'll he'll sit in the yeah, front, in front. With, with with me or yeah. uh, as I had done previously that morning was uh, I had pushed the front seat the front passenger seat oh, yeah. forward yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand in the back yeah. Yeah. but all so, this yeah. conversation is happening while you're standing in the so rain I'm, I'm standing like, in the rain yeah and, and this guy so the taxi driver is gone 
So, <sighs> sorry, we'll have to get you another taxi. So I had to wait another quite a long while for another taxi. And the, uh, the company rang back and said, you know, we're sorry about this, but you need a wheelchair taxi. And then the guy said... I said, well, I don't need a wheelchair taxi. He will fit in the in the car, no problem whatsoever. And they said, how big is he? And I said, well, it doesn't matter how big he is because he is, it, it's, 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 an adult. It, it's it's <laughs> irrelevant. He will <laughs> yeah. fit in the car and we don't need a wheelchair taxi. Anyway, uh, eventually got another taxi, which was a wheelchair taxi. Got home, oh. grand, all that. Next day, decided to contact uh, what we have as the taxi regulator here in yeah. Ireland, uh, Stuart. Yeah, whatever. because you mentioned that you can find the uh, the taxi. That's driver. right, with the app called Driver Check. Now, unfortunately, yeah. uh, what I didn't do because I didn't realise this was going to happen was I didn't uh, uh, take a, a screenshot on the iPhone of when the when the driver is about to come your way. It says, you know, your driver's on the way. He'll be such as 10 minutes away. And it's, you know, it's a blue Ford, ah. whatever. And the driver's plate. With the license blah, blah, plate. Blah. Exactly, mm. exactly. So I did, I actually, I made the mistake of not uh, taking that screenshot. Yeah. So I didn't know who the driver was because he never approached me. He didn't know his plate number, etc. But I did ring the, uh, I did ring the, the regulator, which is uh, now subsumed into what, uh, it's called the National Transport Authority mm. here. It used to be independent, but now it's it's uh, subsumed into the National Transport Authority. I let them know what had happened with, uh, and they said, "Well, have you got the plate number?" Uh, taxi, yeah. and I said, "No, unfortunately, I don't." They said, oh, "We don't think there's going to be a lot we can do for you." Oh. But it, so they took my details anyway, and later on that day, later on that night, I got an email from them say, "There's nothing we can do. You don't have the plate number." So I wasn't happy with that response. But in the meantime, oh. I had complained to the uh, taxi company about what happened. And they said they were terribly sorry uh, that they were going to look into it. Uh, but, the, you know, they felt my dog was too big. And I argued out again, no, it's not too big. He doesn't need a wheelchair taxi, etc., etc. And I eventually got talking to uh, a lovely gentleman in the NTA who went and uh, and met this gentleman, took my story, listened to it, went and found the driver. Aye. And to put a short, long story short, you said it earlier on, Jan, what had happened was that the when he was approached and he said, why did you not pick this client up? The man said, because his dog was too big. And this person in the regulator said... That's absolute nonsense. You know the law. Uh, you cannot refuse a dog. There's no such thing as a dog being too big. It can fit in any car. The dogs yeah. are trained to curl up or you know, yeah. as best they can and be comfortable and what have you. So he said, that's absolute nonsense. And I said, what was the real reason? So after a good while of talking, the driver eventually admitted that the reason was because it was raining because both I and Larry were soaking wet and he didn't want to have to clean his car yeah. out after our journey. That's just, it, it, it kind of like, be, it's appalling, isn't it? It is absolutely mm. appalling. Just... But the most interesting thing, I, and I, I really do want to hear from other listeners about it, and you don't have to have had a guide dog, you know, it, yeah. and you, could, you don't even have to be blind. You might have had a bad experience on it with a taxi driver. But I do know people that have had these kind of experiences uh, happen quite a lot where you know 
they they might be standing out on the on the road and they've ordered a taxi and the taxi comes along and the taxi yeah. looks at at you you and your dog and says no I'm not taking your dog is yeah. that's not a guide dog or whatever whatever suits them yeah. like in Ireland it is the law that uh, you cannot yeah. refuse uh, somebody mm-hmm. with their guide dog in a in a car or or whatever what I heard uh, through this whole horrible experience was that. Um, the National Transport Authority were kind of indicating to me that there aren't as many, or maybe there should be more complaints or more reports of this kind of thing happening. Uh, and they, the the person I was talking mm. to kind of felt that, is there something going on within, let's say, the, the blind and VI community where something like this might happen to somebody and they may not report it? Because there are things that can be done if if it's reported. Um, so I would just urge you that if you had have had had any such experience, that you should get onto the NTA. You can phone them, and although they will point you to the website and say fill out a form, you actually can do it over the phone, and okay. that will be followed up, uh, and you should be able to get some uh, some resolve. Uh, to your to your situation or i'll give you a, a really quick and this is not much much less serious than the situation that that you've just uh, you've just brought us through but uh, i was getting a taxi last year in wexford doing some work i'd gotten the bus down to wexford to get a taxi to uh, where i needed to go and a nice driver and um mm. I said to him, uh, do you take car? I presume you take cars. And he said, you know, I, I should, I know, but I don't. Uh, that old yoke, I'm not going to do that yoke. And I said, well, I don't have cash. So is there an ATM? So in fairness, he brought me to an ATM. He was a nice driver. And I yeah. said, you know, you, you really are going to have to get the car thing. And he said, yeah. oh, I think, I'm thinking of giving this old yoke up anyway. So I said, <laughs> OK, that's fine. So because I was going to um, a government office and because I needed to get a train back later that day and I wasn't sure if I'd get a taxi, I asked him, would he collect me again? And he did. To be fair to him, he arrived back and nice chat on the way back and I paid him cash and I said, maybe next time I see you now, you'll have the card. And he said, I'm not, I'm not going to get that old yoke. I was going back on the train and I was thinking, no, I know he's a nice guy. I know he brought me to an ATM, but I have to report this. So I did report yeah. it to the NTA, a bit like your situation, Oren. I got a, a guy rang me the next day and said, I've just spoken to that taxi driver because I had his number in my phone. Didn't have his plate number, but I had the contact number for the driver and his name. And he said, I did talk to him and he remembers you well, bringing you to the ATM. And I said, yeah, and he was a very nice guy, but he should be taking cards. And it turns out because he's a hackney driver not just taxi he's hackney oh, hackneys are is excluded hackney? hackney is like a so in a hackney you get a you get a fare you can give a um you can give a set fare basically they can say to you if you say i want to go to the airport they'll say it'll cost you 28 euros and if you get okay. stuck in traffic for an hour it's still 28 euros oh, but very few price. hackneys very few fixed price exactly but very few drivers do that anymore very few hackneys around but this guy yeah. is a hackney or was a hackney probably cursing me i'd say we'll never pick me up again <laughs> after that but i kind of felt a bit like your situation right. or if i don't yeah. do this and in fairness to the nta i have to say they were very good and they got back to me immediately immediately like within a, an hour of sending in the thing there was, there was a guy on the phone so good yeah i agree just i suppose a very long way of saying i agree with you if people have an issue and sometimes you go home and you're tired and you just oh, i'm not going to bother but actually mm. you really should it's a good idea yep. to report it yeah yeah, I had also a bad situation with, um, I don't know if I mentioned it, but with Chef in the taxi, uh, with my favorite taxi driver, uh, Mahinder. 
um, uh, chef didn't feel so right that morning and he had to throw up in the oh, car. Oh. Oh. And that was not, I felt not good at all. And the taxi driver was, you know, and then you don't know what to do actually also. And fortunately we yeah. were going to the office and then uh, my colleague uh, Lisa, she took really good care of it and, and she helped the driver to clean it, etc. But he said, I, I, I need to officially uh, clean it, you know, otherwise it starts smelling, etc. And And I was a little bit, yeah, uh, rough on him also. Naya, uh, uh, so I don't don't do so, uh, you know, because uh, it it was not a big thing, you know. It uh, it, yeah. it was some green grass, you know, what he has been eating, and so so it was not uh, uh, that. But but in a way, he had he, what Chantal said also. It is his living, you know, what he is. Uh, he uh, yeah, and, and then when it smells, then then also customers can. Uh, yeah, uh, put a claim uh, on on it, of course, or or they mm. can complain, etc. Et but so yeah, the, it it is sometimes I understand also. But yeah, uh, how do you do that then? You know, uh, so uh, so possibly also nice to know from listeners, did they have also bad experiences? Because this was my first bad experience. That chef, yeah, um, he did it. He did not do it on purpose. You know, that is for for sure. Yeah. And, and I said also, Meinder, perhaps it's your driving style, you know. Also, but <laughs> I'd okay. say he loves that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is Max Verstappen, you know. Whatever. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you, it, so that was, but yeah, what okay. is, you feel bad about it as well, you know. Well, let's hear from you folks. Um, yeah. If you've got any stories. Okay, I'm going, I'm going to go into emails. Oh. Woo. Okay. Questions and stories and feedback are plenty From all our listeners we have about 20 Sending a mail as they're sipping a brew Thank you dear listener cause we do love you Otis in Baltimore, Derry in Dublin Gordon in Scotland and Shay Martin Scotland Thank you very much, we love you so now let's have more email go Hey, good timing, Corin. Hey, uh, well done, oh. I, I I forgot that I just thought I'd play a bit more piano for you. Shay Martin got a mention. Brilliant. Yeah, I couldn't, but I had yeah. to put in blind Gordon. Good I man. just had to. What, what's he do? I'm kind of, I, I think we said, did say it's a number of weeks ago, but Shay, if you're ill, just get in touch with us. Are you okay? Because we yeah, haven't we heard from you. him for a long time. I'm a bit yeah. worried about him, actually. I think he's I Don't be worried. Yes. Shay's well able to look after him. I'm a little oh, bit worried, yeah. but he Hello, might say yeah, this at any minute. Cool. Hello. But Claudia, how are you? I'm grand. Hey, Very exciting. Um, your safari and the um, uh, yeah, you lion saw some porn. pictures, yeah. That was uh, I did. Really good. gorgeous yeah, pictures, yeah, yeah. and I saw the couple in action. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> in one of your photos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a bit, a bit were, of lion yeah. porn there in my WhatsApp waiting for me. Oh dear. Oh, Orin O'Neill. Yeah. All right, go on with emails. Um, oh, no, oh, before oh, oh, before oh, I go on with emails, I just really oh. quickly want to mention, yeah. and I I. I have I, I intend to do this before. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I did. If I did, you can cut it out, Orin. Um, RNIB in the UK are running a campaign at the moment called See the Person, Not the Sight Loss. And it's really oh. good. They, it's really good. So they have a link to it on their website. It's rnib.org.uk slash our 
dash campaigns. We put the link in the show notes. Um, and it's really good. And I just thought I'd mention it and give them the, you know, the kind of credit for doing a really good job. And I, I wish we could do more of that over here. Right. Yeah. So email. We got a wonderful email from our good friend, uh, Dave Nason. Hey. OK. Hey, Dave. Um, hey. And he says, hey, now, guys, and Cloda. Is he giving out Pardon? to us this month? Because he well, not giving out oh, to wait. us. Wait. He was pulling us up on a few bits. Dave wait, wait, is wait, your wait, biggest wait. fan. Stuart, he's oh, your God biggest fan. God bless you, Dave. Bless you. He's, he says, Amen. me again. Sorry, Dave, never apologize. We love to hear from you. We love to hear from all our listeners. Um, yeah. First up, I just want to say how much I enjoyed Stuart's Skystream song. Absolutely ah. brilliant. Would I, would I get a few quid off oh, my subscription? It might be too late for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Don't no, behave yourself. It's Dave, not the effort guy. You need to go, uh, you says, go back on the tablets, Dave. Take <laughs> medication again. No, Dave, good man. Thank you. Appreciate yeah, isn't that lovely? Yeah. He Thank says, I may, I may have shared it with a few dozen people at work. <laughs> oh, <laughs> now I'll yeah. bring Sky's accessibility someday and some of would go, are you the guy who's saying the Sky, Sky Stream? Ooh, no, it wasn't me. That was uh, Orin Yeah, it was you. <laughs> and it, not only that, but it's the second song you've done about Sky, about Sky actually, Stuart, during the lifetime of this podcast. I know. Yeah, we are still waiting for your jingle for the Some uh, people are going to think you're... Yeah, some people yeah. are going to think that you, uh, you're you getting a little kickback there. Um, you see? Just be, yeah. be very clear I'm not, by the way. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> the main reason for my email, though, is to ask yourselves and your listeners about independent travel. I may be going to London later in November for a work thing. Uh, this would be a Monday and Tuesday. So I thought to myself that I might... Um, that it might be fun to go over on the, on the Saturday instead and cover the cover the extra nights in the hotel myself and have a weekend in London. But then I think, what the hell would I do exactly and how would I manage? Any thoughts on or experiences of solo city breaks like that? Cheers, Dave. Can I jump in? Please. Yes, yeah, please do. Because as, as far as I remember... Uh, Dave is a uh, of the pictures. Uh, Dave, no, uh, is, like the West End. Dave is low vision. Oh yeah. So it's something a building I heard of only recently. Dave uh, is called H twenty two, which sounds like an odd name for a building, but apparently it is the tallest observation, observation tower Ooh. or deck in London, uh, higher than the Shard. Uh, so oh. if you're going in late November, you do need to book for it. But if you're thinking about that, maybe I think it's called H22 and apparently it's unbelievable. It's there is uh, also, and I don't know, or again, for low vision people, because I, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure what, in terms of low vision mm. uh, level for Dave, but the London Eye, some people love the London Eye, obviously you can look yeah. up way over the city of London. I've been on the London Eye and it's, it's lovely because it isn't one of these fast hurdy-gurdy things. It, it moves really slowly, so you don't get a kind of, you don't feel sick or anything. And it's oh. um, it's nice. That thing, Orin, is called Horizon 22. Oh, sorry, Horizon 22. Yeah. Horizon and there's 22. any number of great, if you want to just experience London, a good old-fashioned London boozer with crisps on the floor and all that kind Absolutely. of stuff. Absolutely, yeah. It, it can't, you can't beat a London boozer. Uh, I'm not <laughs> advertising at pubs here, but I'm just Ooh. saying in general, you can't beat Ooh. a London boozer. Before we move on, I really wanted to mention the access card that we talked about previously. I can't remember what episode oh, yeah. it was, but yeah, for the, yeah, if I can, right, yeah. I'll, so I'll dig out and put a link. But it's um, accesscard.online um, is where you'll find the details. And it's £15 sterling for three years um, validity of this card yeah, and great. it gets and you in to stuff for free or for reduced prices and can um, i give a really last shout out for london yeah. that might be helpful for dave the thomas pocklington trust uh, tpt uh, pocklington trust dot 
www.ofcourt.org.uk. Um, they do loads of things, but they're, they have a big presence in London and they may be able to help. And if you're stuck, Dave, give me a shout. I know a couple of people in there. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. Well, any other email? Muchas gracias. We also have a lovely voice message from T- Tim Dixon. Or anything oh, like yeah. Mm. Hey, Brian, guys. It's Tim Dixon. I uh, had a very nice chat with Stuart when I was down in Sight Village and there was some mention on uh, the episode that was played on about me sharing my journey um, to Sight Village and back and how I got on as a partially sighted user with travel. So I thought I'd do you a little recording and and send it in. Um, welcome any, any additional questions and that I think we all learn from each other when it comes to travel and how we get around and what we do with things. I live about three hours away from where the site village was and I got a train uh, booking passenger assistance in in England so there was somebody I just had to get to the train station and then there was somebody there that would help me board the train somebody to help me change trains and then somebody to help me when I got to the the last train station at Birmingham get onto onto the street from there I decided to use Soundscape to do the navigation combined combined with Google Maps which worked fairly well to about halfway there and then I got to a stage where um, the beacon was in one direction Google Maps was taking me another it was an inner city area with not a lot of people around and I decided I was going to use um, Ira at that point I've got an Irish subscription. I called them and they guided me the rest of the way to the hotel. Um, I must say, Ira was fantastic for doing that. Just wish I'd had a lanyard or something, holding a cane, dragging a suitcase and holding a phone at the same time is a bit of a juggling act. Ira was fantastic, got me all the way to the desk and checked into the hotel. Like most hotels, it was good. People are friendly and having lots of low vision or uh, blind people there and if they are sighted they know that the place because the hotel was part of the same venue they they're expecting people to be blind and asking questions so um they were they were very good with that um and reading menus and things i i try and be quite independent um so i use a, a white cane i don't have a guide dog and during the event, finding the event, I had somebody from the reception at the hotel take me through to the main event area, and I had a little chat with the volunteers. Um, but navigating the event itself was not so easy. There was no floor map or anything available to get an understanding of where where things were. So I was there for both days. I just took it leisurely, walking around and sort of finding where I was because I have a reasonable level of vision it was re it it wasn't too bad for me to navigate what I would say is if I had no vision it would be a nightmare because there's no reference points there's no navigation yes there's people there there's lots of volunteers that are willing to take you around and I think that's fantastic it's really good um but there's it's not independence. 
you feel like you're putting on somebody, having somebody take you around and drag you around. And obviously you don't know these people, so they don't know how to read you being impatient or not. Um, so, yeah, it, I would say there's a fair bit that QAC can do to make the venue more in supportive for blind people so there's better navigation the main person you want to go and see when you're there is obviously Stuart and Stuart's working for one of the main sponsors of the event it's pretty easy to find where he is um, and uh, there's always a long queue to see Stuart it was really great to see him in person and traveling back was pretty much the same just uh, a few issues finding actually finding where the assistance point was at the station um and it's it's not as clear as it should be and with uh, looming ticket office closures that doesn't help either um but no safe travels and yeah i'd definitely do it again love the show keep up the great work speak to you all soon bye Thanks, Tim. That's really interesting, and hope you uh, enjoyed uh, meeting Stuart. Uh, sorry to say that the queue is actually for the toilet and not uh, for Stuart. So, uh. Tim, don't mind. Bless you, Tim, and don't mind them. I just uh, want to say about the volunteers, though, and I think Tim has a point. I think it was really busy at Site Village this year. The problem they have with volunteers is Site Village do ask people to register. I th- I can't remember what they told me before, but a a very small percentage of people take the time to register. So a lot of people Mm. just rock up on the day, Mm. many Ah, of them looking for volunteers and they're very stretched. And Mm. I think they always challenge and juggle between numbers of volunteers versus numbers of visitors. So I I do see where Tim is coming from, but I think they, they really try, especially in Birmingham, where they have access to a few more people to do a good job. I think it'll be interesting to see how London goes this year because I think London's going to be busy. Yeah, mm. we hope we see you in London because okay. we're all going to be there. We'll be yeah. there. We're all gonna be there. Uh, There's a party yep. in London, isn't there? Party. The only thing I party would say uh, that I, I thought <laughs> was kind of nice, uh, but even though we weren't there, is that the the venue, the event, and the hotel accommodation are in you know is in the hotel, which I kind of find that's kind of cool. That so was handy, no except I got I got no fresh air on the second day and I ended up and there was air conditioning in the as I, I think Tim and I, Tim and I were talking about this the air conditioning was um, very cold in the exhibition centre and I got a strep throat from it oh dear and I came back mm. oh, oh poor guy you need to drink more then <laughs> yeah you need to drink way more probably thank you very much guys okay. uh, we will see you in two weeks don't forget to uh, email us in or send an audio message if you've got any yeah. problems with taxis or yep. other and, and we, love we our will listeners. see you in yes, two weeks time sure. thanks very much for joining us okay Bye. take care bye bye busybusyproductions.com <laughs>